When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Have you been watching in-season Hard Knocks at all? Have no, I have not. Watch it. It's with the Dolphins, it's right? It's better than any off-season Hard Knocks, well, I remember. Well, because they have a really good team a in real it. team now yeah. for a change. It's not Carson Wentz and the Colts or Isn't something like that. Isn't there like a condition the preseason team has to have missed the playoffs for like an X number of consecutive years? For the, the uh, training for the, camp one? For the training camp yeah, one. Yeah, you can't make, you have to miss playoffs for back-to-back years. And then there's other criteria. You can't have a new head coach. Like you can't have a rookie head coach and be on Hard but, Knocks. Is there any criteria, I don't know for, the criteria in season? for in season? But, Last um, year wasn't it the Colts? Colts or I think it was the Colts when they did it originally a few years ago. And the then first it was the season. Cardinals last year. Oh, well, that sucks. Now it's the Dolphins. Yeah, it's awesome. Watch it. Like Mike Mike McDaniel is, is the such coolest an odd dude. duck. Yeah. Like there is not another coach in the NFL that like is cut him. from this dude's cloth, mm-hmm. yet he might know the most about football of anybody going right now. I'll say this: He might know the most about offense about sure. anybody going sure. right now, and the way—and this isn't really what I'm getting from Hard Knocks. I, I got this from the NFL Network. The way that they use he uses Tyreek Hill, there is a real strong case for Hill to be the MVP. He affects I, do you not every think if he aspect gets of the game. Two thousand yards, he deserves to be MVP. The guy on the NFL Network—I wish I could give him credit. He did such a great job on the Telestrator. Showed how like. He like he broke down how much he affects coverages. There was a play where they hit Jalen Waddle, Tua did for a nice like forty yard gain down the middle. Tyreek was lined up kind of in like a weird spot on the field, like in the slot, but also not really in the slot, kind of like a sidecar. And he goes out on a bubble screen for Washington defenders. He was like, "Look at these eyes. Look at those mm-hmm. eyes. Look at they're all looking at Hill." Meanwhile, Waddle just goes right up the middle of the field. He affects the game mm-hmm. like MVPs do in every mm-hmm. aspect. So if there's going to be a guy to break the trend, to do what nobody has done since Adrian Peterson and win an MVP and over not a as a quarterback, I think it's Tyreek Hill this year. I'd love to see it. If he gets the 2,000 yards, then he's it's on for sure. How right? do you not? Because giving him just offensive, offensive player of the year is such a— I think it's a slap in the face. And honestly, I know that Tua— We'll get a lot of credit because he's the guy throwing the ball to Tyreek. But when you put up 2,000 yards yeah. and like you show those film studies of him affecting the, the game The difference so much, between Tua and Tyreek is that Jalen Waddle's still eating. And Tyreek's doing even more. More than anyone has ever. I mean, he's like on pace to break the record. Was it Marvin Harrison's record? Most yards in a season? Yeah, I think it was. In, like, the next three games. You got to watch it, though, dude. Mike McDaniel is an absolute star. There was one uh, play where he got hit in the the private parts on the sidelines because the defender, like, came riding a, a guy out of bounds and, like, hit him. And McDaniel was, like, just stood there so stoically. And then he was like, I didn't want to act like that hurt because I wanted to look tough, but 
that really hurt a lot. Like <laughs> he said that into his microphone, like talking to the rest of his coaching staff. Okay, like, here we go. Uh, Tyreek Hill has ready for this five more games to play. All right. Marv or Calvin Johnson set the record at nineteen sixty-four, one thousand nine hundred and sixty-four yards. Tyreek Hill has right now like one thousand seven hundred, right? It's not giving me it's the gotta totals. Be one that- of course it's not. Twenty twenty three, he is fourteen eighty one. We have like six weeks to go, seven weeks to go in the season. He has five games to go. I mean, he's going to break the record. What was the number again on the record? 1,964 was Calvin Johnson in 2012. Tyreek right now through 12 games. almost at 1,500. Is almost at 1,500. 400 yards plus in five games. Now It's going to be close. It's going to be close. And the thing is, too, he's doing it in 17 games. Yeah, you got to add that on, right? That little sprinkle on top. If he can do that before week eighteen, if he can get it done by sixteen or by week seventeen. Yeah, then, but then, then like, what happens if he gets there before week eighteen, and then he adds to it in week eighteen? No one would ever touch it, right? Maybe one day, but it's gonna oh, live man. for a long, long time. It's just such a great season being put up by. Tyreek and the crazy Hill. thing, Tom, here's the wildest stat. He's doing it right now with only 93 catches. Oh, they're all explosives. I mean, he is the he is Mr. Explosive. Cooper Cup came in second place in 2021 with 1947. Yeah. He did it with 145 catches. Oh, I mean, Tyreek will probably get close to that. You think so? In 5 games, maybe. He'll get at least 120. You know what we're doing right now though? We're ignoring the Patriots. We're doing it again. Oh, we're falling, we're no. falling right into the trap. We're falling right into oh. the trap again. You started this. You talked about hard knocks. You know who doesn't have a Tyreek Hill? The New England Patriots. We're back. That's how you do it. That's how you segue back into relevant topics. I don't care about the Patriots' offense. I think you can't overlook them a little bit. You're not... Let me rephrase that. You don't have to really drill down deep with the Patriots to get a sense of what they do offensively. They want to run the football, but... You ain't going to see Ramadre Stevenson in this game. It's going to be washed up Zeke Elliott out there. Yeah. And Zeke Steven- is Stevenson officially out? He's not playing. And Zeke Elliott is. They gave Zeke Elliott like 17 carries in the wake of Stevenson's injury last week when he had to leave the Chargers game. He had like I don't know, like 30 yards. He's averaging like 3.8 yards per carry. They're going to run him like crazy in this football game, and he is way too old to handle that kind of workload. And they can't pass the ball for crap. They don't have any receivers uh, to catch the ball. And no, you know, Trey McBride, there are two receivers, Juju and um, Devontae Parker, both on the injury list this week. Tyquan Thornton is also, I believe, banged up a little bit, but I think all three of them are going to end up playing. Hurt, though. Last week, Trey McBride was an X Factor. Young player, had a lot of good games leading up to the Mm -hmm. Steeler game that made you think he might be able to. Or he might be a bit of a problem for the Steelers, and he ended up being a bit of a problem for the Steelers. Hunter Henry, for the Patriots, has been utter crap leading up to this game. Mm -hmm. He has, let me see if I can find this right here, caught 15 passes for 137 yards over his past eight games. McBride was coming into this Steeler game over the past, like, four weeks, averaging six catches, 70 yards. Exact opposite for Hunter Henry. He is... 
playing really poorly. Hunter They're- Henry, that's weird because he had a really good start to his season. He had over 50 yards for a tight end, not bad. In There's the first just- three out of four games that he played this year. There's just no threat here. There's no. just not a single threat on the offensive side of the ball. Uh-uh. Last week, we were our heads were in the sand. We overlooked. There were threats. McBride was a threat. James Conner was a threat. Hollywood Brown's a threat to to throw, go deep. He he's a one trick pony, but he's good at that trick. Kyler Murray is a threat. Mm-hmm. He's talented. Of course, there were threats. We didn't think that they would cost the Steelers at all, but there were threats there. There is not a threat on this Patriots offense. Yeah, and I'm not falling. Threat. I'm not falling into the same trap again. Because you tell me someone comparable to a James Conner on this Patriots offense with Stevenson being out. You tell me someone in under center, whether it's Cunningham or Zappi or Jones, that's as good as Kyler Murray. There isn't one. You tell me a wide receiver that's as good as Hollywood Brown on this Patriots team. There ain't one. And Trey McBride's better than any of the tight ends you're going to see. So this offense is the worst in football, and there is not a single threat out there. The best player, the most consistent player is probably Dave Andrews, and he's the center. So if you're worried about the center, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, <laughs> Can we recruit him to replace Mason Cole? I would love Dave Andrews on the Steelers. He is a solid player. He's going to have his hands full with Keanu Benton in this game, who's been playing outstanding for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But again, just there is not a threat on the offensive side of the ball. And me saying this guarantees a 10-catch, 180-yard game for Juju. Without question, <laughs> it, 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 it warrants a, a career game for Mac Jones and Juju. James both. Mac Jones is on the bench. Sorry, so. sorry, Bailey Zappi. James Conner returns to Pittsburgh, career day. I mean, not a career day, but you know what I mean. It's a pretty good day. yards, two tutties, and a big win over the Stillers. Juju returns to Pittsburgh. I don't think it's going to be You can't same. really say it's not going to be a bad day for Mac Jones because there's a very good likelihood we see both Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. I'll also say this. Returning to Pittsburgh meant a lot more to James Conner than it did yeah. to Juju. Juju was drafted Let's here. Let's be here. Juju really didn't care. No. I mean, come on. Juju was drafted here, and that was about it. He said, oh, I love the Steelers so much. I'm going to come back. Uh, No, actually, I'm just going to go chase that ring and, and play with the Chiefs and get my Super Bowl. Well, remember, he loved us so much that he th- he was he wanted to leave. No one wanted him. So, we so he had to come back for time, a one-year deal. And then he was like, oh, I'm back, Pittsburgh. Don't you love it? And then immediately after, he went right to Kansas City. And the Chiefs miss him, to be fair. I mean, the, the Chiefs miss all the receivers that they used to have. Yeah, but especially the guy who's about to hit. Hit 2,000 yards. But Juju's knee has not been the same in a long time, and Juju hasn't been the same no, player ever since really, year, ever. Ever since, uh, I, I would say, like, the COVID year. Because 2017 through 2019, I, was it 2019 he got hurt? I think it was, because that was the year where everyone got hurt. That was the year where James Conner got hurt, and Ben got hurt, and Juju got hurt. So everyone was hurt that year. So I would say that he had two really good years to start his career. But then you can even say his second year was the year he fumbled that ball against the Saints, which we know what resulted of that. Yeah, I mean, he has not been the same since those early injuries at the beginning part of his career. It's a shame because I think he's a talented guy. Tomlin spoke very highly of him, but he's going to be a non-factor in this game because his quarterback's going to be a non- No matter who it is, it's going to be a non-factor in this game. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The factor in this game uh, for New England is on the defensive side of the ball. Um, They don't, you know, their big name player is Matthew Judon. He's out for the season. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to worry about Judon. Despite him being out, he still leads the team with four sacks. That's crazy. Jawan Bentley and Christian Barmore all lead the Patriots with four sacks apiece. Uh, New England has 12 different defenders with at least one sack this season. They didn't sack Herbert last week. They averaged two sacks per game. There are only four defenses that don't sack the quarterback as much as New England. Cardinals didn't sack Pickett or Trubisky once last week, so protection held up or they got rid of the ball fast enough. Uh, you, you're not going to have to – if you're Mitch Trubisky, you don't have to expect like a, a trial by fire in your first start of 2023 because this is not a team that does well getting after the quarterback. Their bread and butter is stopping the run. But I don't think the Steelers are just good enough in the passing game, especially now with your backup quarterback, to avoid the run. I know that the matchup might tell you to go more through the air in this game than on the ground, but you're just not built that way. And now even more so because of Mitch Trubisky being forced to play. So you got to continue to try to run the ball, but what do you deem as a successful day on the ground against this type of defense? 100 yards rushing? Ugh. I mean, I you, have to, you have to look at it success, in a window, right? In a window. What if I said they? Uh, what if we we come in on Friday morning to do the show and they ran for 110 yards and they averaged 3.8 yards per carry? Yeah, I mean that's good, it's, right? It's, I'd accept it's that. Less than each of the last what four or five weeks now, especially in the yards per carry department. Yeah, but I take that. I take that against the to Patriots get out over defense. 100 yards against this running defense. I think that's a, a goal that you should set. Try to crack 100. And that would be dropping down from, you know, four, I mean, they four only weeks allow, straight of 150 and then 130 last week. They only allow 89 yards per game. New England is on the ground. Third in the league. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really stout against the run. Their front is, is their best strength of the defense. So I don't want to see the Steelers shy away from running the football in this game because of how good New England is against the run. Uh, keep kind of banging your head against that wall if you're the Steelers. Listen, you're really only going to need 10 points at the most to win this football game. So even if, you know, the ground game is very slow developing, let it slow play you into a couple field goals, and I think you leave the stadium at an 8-5. and five. <sighs> I just don't want them to be tempted to, you know, go all Air Coriel out there because yeah, this but is the Isn't that what Mitch Trubisky just said he was comfortable doing? Oh, I think Mitch is way more comfortable than Kenny and just yeah. slinging the football. I think that's been clear mm-hmm. every time we've seen Mitch come in since Kenny took over the starting position. 
And it's been to the detriment of the Steelers and Mitch more times than not because he throws a lot of interceptions. He does. And, and again, like this is a game where I'd be like, I don't want Just, Mitch bombing the ball and mm-hmm. the Patriots maybe picking him off a few times because that, that could, that be could it. swing one intercept, One turnover. I mean, we've seen one turnover be the difference maker in the Steelers' favor. I mean, dude, if if he throws a pick in his own territory, Patriots get a field goal without even having to move the ball. They're playing right into their hands. You're you're oh yeah. You're giving them a, an absolute gift. They might get shut out if you don't turn the ball over in this game. That's how bad they are. Terrible. I mean, really, just so 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 putrid. So you got to make sure that you don't turn them over. But I, I still would love to see that ground game pay some dividends. Um, New England's 3.2 yards allowed against the run is the best in the league. And the Patriots are giving up 2.3 yards per carry over their past three games. I mean, they're getting better as a defense. Yeah, they lead, they, they're they third in rushing yards per game allowed, and they're first in rushing yard per attempt allowed. Now, over the Steelers' last three games, they're averaging 5.1 yards per carry uh, New England's run defense is also best in the league in percentage of runs that gain five plus yards. They only allow twenty five point six percent of those runs, and ten plus. They've only allowed six point five percent of runs that go over ten yards this season. So, like, there's no explosives against this New England defense either. It's going to have to be a battle of attrition, I think, on the ground. It's going to have to be a Rocky Balboa twelve round. Your teeth are falling out at the end of the game, but you look up at the box score. You got over your hundred yards, and you win the football game. And this is where I think it pays dividends to have two backs because yeah. I think they're both going to be getting beat up and I think they're both going to be fighting for a lot of yardage. And Najee's really done that his whole career. Fight for that extra yardage, be able to break a tackle and gain uh, ground after contact. So I think it's going to be a big key in this game. Yeah, I, I would like it to be. I... I sh- there's so many ways that you can win or lose this game, Tom. And once again, we have an inferior opponent on the Steelers' schedule, and I just don't know, after last week, how they can mess it up twice in a row. The Steelers? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know how they can mess it up twice in a row. <laughs> they have not lost back-to-back games this year, though. So that's You're right. That's, going in that's something a lot of people are saying. And the last time they played Thursday Night Football was coming off of a loss. As well, the Jacksonville game into the Titans game. So they've been here before. They've had a, a loss bounce back in just a short amount of time. Actually, funny enough, Kenny also got hurt at the end of that Jacksonville game, and they had to bounce back, but Kenny was ready. But Kenny was Tennessee. ready to go. He ain't ready this week against the Patriots. But they got a lucky draw getting the Patriots this week. How when... do you fail about Mitch? I mean, that we've, we've avoided that for this long. I mean... I don't. I mean, to this me, is going to sound like an indictment on Kenny. I don't know if it's that big of a drop off. No, I, I don't think that's unfair of you to say at all. It's not a ringing endorsement of Mitch either. Exactly. Uh, it's more bad light for both of them. I mean, they're it's shining a negative light on both of those because guys. you would have hoped the guy you spent a first round draft pick on was miles and miles ahead of the guy you brought in to be his backup, and that's that's just not the case. Not because the guy you brought in to be his backup is way better than you thought he'd be it's because the starter is way worse it worries me about Mitch's ability or Kenny's ability yeah, or no, Mitch's, Mitch's ability. tendency is the word I'm looking for to, to let it fly gunsling a yeah, little bit throw into some coverage my my hope Tom but then again that's my like, hope is that if he does force those errors 
It's like the interception he threw against Jacksonville. It's a deep ball. It's almost it's a like punt. a punt, right? Because <laughs> this offense ain't Jacksonville's offense. No, they're gonna capitalize. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't see this New England offense moving the ball down the field. It's like you. It's like you said earlier. This offense compared to the Arizona Cardinals offense, night and day. They had guys on up. They had a quarterback. They had Kyler Murray who can move the ball with his feet. Through the air. We said Mac Jones is probably done. Back up somewhere. Kyler Murray still has someone that I was probably going to give him a chance to start. Like, he still oh, has yeah. potential. Where if, there's no if potential. If the Cardinals draft a quarterback this year, someone who he needs can one find a starting job elsewhere. Yeah. And there's a likelihood, Tom, that the Cardinals don't even draft a guy. Because of him. Yeah, they just say, let's bolt up the offensive line. Or let's bolt up the offense to help or give you more help. Or let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. Exactly. Let's yeah. get you a real receiver. Right. Right. No, I think that's on the table for Arizona for sure. Uh, whereas the New England, New England offense, has nobody. Yeah. No, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a a good run. Their running back is old and washed up. Stevens like you is said. good, but he's out. He's out. Yeah. Right. And the receivers are a bunch of names. If the Steelers didn't draft Juju Smith-Schuster, we'd be looking at this game saying, "Oh yeah, I remember that Juju guy." Like he was on the one team, and I think he, he got a hit, ring. Right, he laid some blocks right. out. Yeah, he's a tough. Like you player. wouldn't, you wouldn't know him. You only know him now because he was on your team. The other guys, Tom. Let's read through this. It's a bunch of nobodies. Devontae Parker, Demario Douglas, Tri- Tyquan Thornton, Keyshawn Butte, Jalen Rager, Matt Slater. We know Jalen Rager. Matt Slater is a special teams guy. Kendrick Bourne on the IR doesn't even matter. There's there's nobody's on this offense. As you mentioned, Hunter Henry, terrible terrible season. Oh, Hunter Henry's washed up completely. There's no yeah, I mean, there was nobody. And it's an indictment on Mac Jones, too. It's a it's a worse indictment because this the Steelers wouldn't be starting Mitch Trubisky if Kenny was hurt. If Kenny, if Kenny were healthy. You bring up Jalen Rager, it makes me laugh every time because I think of the draft class. and the Yeah, famous, Justin Jefferson was taken right Minnesota after him. Vikings. Yeah. You've seen that video, right, of their of Zimmer, the head coach at the time, and the no. GM. When the pick comes in for the Eagles taking Rager, you should look this up when we're done with the show. The smiles on the – they're like, what? They're like, uh – Justin Jefferson, like they, yeah. they are so shocked and like they're doing backflips that the Eagles messed up basically. And could you imagine? Could you imagine Justin Jefferson on the on, Eagles? Yeah, I don't need to. But the butterfly effect would mean that AJ exactly, Brown. Exactly. That's there. why I don't need to because they have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith might still be there, but there would be no, if like if people play in that hypothetical, like oh Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown, they wouldn't have gotten AJ. No, it'd be Justin Jefferson and Devontae, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Yeah. Uh, but getting know, back makes to, me laugh. every time I hear Rager though I can't. But that's the guy life. that we're talking about. That's on the this, guy. I mean, that, on this New England offense, who is the guy as a receiver? Is oh, it there's Parker? nobody. Is it Juju? Who's like, the guy on offense? Nobody. Just said it's Stevenson if he's healthy, but he ain't healthy. I keep getting close to being like, there's no oh, way I they know. can lose this game. I know. How it's did so they annoying. lose to the Cardinals? It's terrible. Uh, there and really is no way they can lose this game, right? I, I mean, really think that game with the Cardinals could have a butterfly effect in terms of they might just not make it to the playoffs this year. That's what we talked about it. on yesterday's show, man. Like now you have to get to ten wins still, and this was one of your ten that this was one of the three that you needed that you kind of had in the bank already. If Jake Browning can lead the Bengals to a couple of wins, even if they beat the Bengals, bro. I mean, 
Indy is not a guarantee, no. and Baltimore and Seattle See, are probably yeah, going to be playing no. for something at that Mark, point. Mark was on the morning show today, and I don't know if he mentioned this on your show, on his show yesterday. His his ideal scenario for the rest of the season is that if Mitch plays really well, and Kenny remains out, and then Kenny comes back for that Baltimore, Kenny's available for that Baltimore game, but Mitch is playing so well, and the Steelers are so loyal to Kenny, they say. Nope, we're going to start Kenny instead of Mitch in the season finale, and then Kenny gets torched. And they drop that game, and they, and they lose and they the, playoffs. the playoffs. Yeah. That's Mark's hope for how the rest of the season goes. I don't know, though, because if the Steelers are all about here, now, winning the game in front of you, and if Mitch is playing that well, I don't know if they would do He's our guy. But, He's we, our know, future, but like. we know the way this team works. There are certain guys that are... Bigger guys than other guys, and Kenny is a bigger guy on this team than Mitch is. Now they have faith in Kenny, and they they put a lot of eggs in the Kenny basket, and they're not willing to throw that basket away just yet. Uh, that's why you know people talking about like in the off season, what do you do at quarterback? They're gonna just have Kenny. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's gonna be an off season of question marks or do they draft somebody or yada yada yada. <sighs> I'll say this just to cover my own arse. If they do draft somebody, it'll be like in the fifth or sixth round. It won't be like, like a Jaden Daniels. It won't be a no. type of player. They're going to come back with Kenny. It, it, they at least are going to give him at least another season, another look, uh, at least three years of, of seeing Kenny Pickett. And, yeah, that's what Ben Roethlisberger always had. says. He says, give a, you give give a guy three years. years. Which, you know, Ben only needed three games, but he needed three games and we all knew. But hey, I guess some people are late bloomers. It's just kind of weird because we talked about the 2019 season. If you just tanked, like Minka's a great player. If you it's just not, tanked. It's not who they are. You get Tua. You get Justin Herbert, possibly. It's just not in their DNA. And now here with Kenny, there's a really good quarterback draft class this year. There's a big quarterback draft class every year. Mm. But for this one, like what? This one's way better than last year's was. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Two years ago, too. Even matter. Kenny's year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was meaning was Kenny's yeah. year. Last year was a little bit better because of Stroud and, and Young had prospects. Young, yeah. Well, he was supposed to be good. Anyways, um, like it could be Bo Nix. It could be Michael Penix. It could be Jaden Daniels. Like, it those could are be guys Caleb could, Williams. The, not those, but like the first three you mentioned are guys are that all could guys that could be the there, yeah. right. And the Steelers are going to say, no, we already have a quarterback. He might not be the best quarterback, but we, already, we have someone. And they might pass, and then the next year, I don't even know who the quarterback is, the best quarterback for the next year class. Yeah, I don't know. I'm usually up Isn't on that. Isn't it the kid from South Carolina who transferred? Spencer Rattler? Yeah. Yeah, he's not that good. I'm usually pretty up on that. There is no Williams or May in the next class. That's for sure. Is we, What's we his name from Michigan? Uh, JJ? JJ McCarthy's going to be out this year. He's going to be a first-round pick, a lot of people think. Yeah. There's another one that could be... But McCarthy, yeah, I'm not, I'm out on McCarthy. Since we're on this topic and we're gonna, you're end out the on Michigan here. quarterbacks. Who was the last really good Michigan quarterback drafted, Tom? <laughs> uh, Chad Henney, uh, Caleb Williams. I think he's gonna be good. I think Drake May is gonna be good. Drake May. I didn't even mention Drake May's name. I think Jaden Daniels is gonna be good. Yeah. I think Penix is good. I'm not super sure on that and one. Bo Nix. I don't think Bo Nix is gonna be that okay. great in the NFL, and I don't think JD McCarthy is gonna be that great in the NFL. But I think Caleb is. As much as you know, he cried in the stands, and people okay, want to hold that against him. As much as was the, it, owner, the was ownership it him quote or came was out, it his defense that oh, hundred percent. That's why right. I think Caleb Williams is going to be a stud. I think I honestly think he's better than Drake May, and the debate that's going to happen between him or May is going to be stupid. And maybe they're both good picks, mm-hmm. but I think Williams is the number one overall pick. That's a completely irrelevant topic. 
Beat the Patriots, Pittsburgh, please, for the love of God. Uh, don't make us look like we have egg on our face again two weeks in a row. Our official prediction will come in the next episode after we rank the rest of the NFL. It is a Wednesday. <laughs> you can't even get it it's out. It's on the way next on the Steeler Standard. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.